A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Rule the Roost podcast. Unscheduled, a different voice in introducing it. Um, I'm your, I'm not your host. I'm more the mastermind of the podcast, Raj Burns. Um, joining me is your usual host, Jack Hussey. He's on the phone because he's he's off somewhere. He, he hasn't told us where he's off because he's been a bit secretive and a bit odd for some reason. But you're there, aren't you, Jack? I am indeed. You might you might sound a bit dodgy because he's not he's not at home with his proper microphone and everything. But this is an extra podcast, so we don't really care to be honest. Uh, Seb, you're here too as well. How are you, I'm mate? Here, mate. I'm 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 stunned, mate. Actually, by what we've just watched. To be fair. Perfect. You've not just watched two girls, one cup, or anything, have you? No, no, no. no. That's <laughs> all right. Then. <laughs> just... <laughs> I just know what you're not like today, on the internet. Anyway. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> not today. <laughs> That's his actually is his it's his homepage on uh, on his uh, internet browser. His go to safe space. Yeah. <laughs> um, but less about that. Um, and for 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 no reason in particular, other than there's no good reason to discuss that at this moment in time. We've come together. I mean, this is the only second time we've done one of these straight after we've we've finished playing. Um, but we're doing it because we're quite happy with what we've just seen away at Crystal Palace. Um, 1-0 down the first half and an unlucky old goal and then you know Harry Kane scores a header, Delia Lee scores a ridiculous goal that I'm still finding it difficult to find words for and, and Nasser Chadley smashes one in at the end as, as big bad naughty Nasser is one to do. Um, Jack you, you, were, you were speechless in our, in our text group as the game finished, how are you feeling now? Um. I'm I'm actually on cloud nine, mate. I'm absolutely buzzing. Like I haven't felt this way after a Spurs win for so long. It was as when Ali actually scored it, I was honestly just screaming, "Oh my god!" at the screen over and over again. I couldn't I couldn't process what I'd just seen. It was so incredible. Like it was it was Thierry Henry at the top of his game, kind of level of finishing. And I know that's like hyperbolic and everything, but I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anyone anyone cared other than the fact that we were winning. What about you, Seb? Did it have you off the Zimmer frame on your knees on your living room carpet? No, you know what? It it, it had that it had that quality that all really just. It, it's not a great goal. It was just a ridiculous one. It had that that quality of you don't really know what you've just seen because you off see the, it happen. Off the Zimmer frame. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how, how that that bit was on a delay. <laughs> Jack, five seconds. I just couldn't hold it in. Um, I, I, I don't even really know how to describe it. It's just sort of it looks kind of physically impossible. But it was. Um, 
I can't think of a better better Tottenham goal. I don't think seen. we've seen a goal that involved that much technical proficiency since Dimitar Berbatov played for us. Because that that's the sort of thing that you would attribute to him, the sort of the nonchalant way that he just sort of... He almost saw the, the defender coming for him before he came and then flicked it over the top of himself. And then just the technique after the wonderful skill to fire it into the bottom corner, it was just it was the perfect move all in one. And I sort of... I saw the goal go in on Twitter because my stream was a tiny bit behind because it wasn't being televised. And then when I saw the goal on the stream, I thought, why hasn't anyone gone mental about this yet? And then I went back to Twitter and, and it was a, a collective orgy all celebrating. Gareth Bale even went out of his way to, to tweet about how good it was. And given that it's a, the same week that we discover we've got a buyback clause in his contract, maybe he fancies coming and playing with Delhi Ali again. Um, that might be. Is that me being fanciful? I don't think we mentioned Gareth Bale. I think we leave leave leave, leave his name out of it. I was going to say because I think there's more fear of Deli Ali linking up with Gareth Bale at Real Madrid at the moment than it is the other way round. But... Where are you going, Jack? Because you sound like you're in the middle of a marathon every time we speak to you. You're out of breath. Are you like running through London just naked, celebrating with sort of Deli Ali body painted? Dancing on Trafalgar Square. I'm, I'm, I'm actually at the gym. You're at the gym. I am. I'm on the treadmill right now. <laughs> Why have you got? So you went to the gym straight after the game? I had to work some energy off, mate. I was buzzing. I was just <laughs> jumping around the house, going batshit. I was winding Charlotte up so much. She kicked you out? Kind of, yeah. Oh, that's a bit In of a the way that she manages to do that without actually telling me to go. It's just a look where it's like, fuck off and leave me alone for a bit. And... Uh, that's what I got. Why don't you, instead of going to there, why don't you just go to the pub or something and have a quiet couple of pints and chill yourself down? It's not a bad shout. You can, it's kind of, it's one of those forks in the road, isn't it? Pub or gym. But, uh, but this way I get to brag on the podcast that I'm at the gym. So, you know. Um, but like, but so 19 years old. 19 years old. What were you doing when you were 19 years old, Jack? I imagine it was sort of like <laughs> laid horizontal on a bed uh, in Stoke watching X-Files, wasn't it? Pretty much, mate. I, th- I, was, I was kind of thinking about like things I was proud of when I was 19. And genuinely, one of the things I was most proud of around that age was being able to smoke an ounce of skunk in a weekend. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> stuffing my face with Watsits, Domino's pizza, watching the X-Files and just smoking loads of weed. But, you know, it hasn't done me any harm. No, as we can tell now, as you're into your 30s, try to work off all that. What, what's it weighing in the gym? Seb, what were you doing when you were 19? Were you celebrating the family's first inside toilet? Carpet on the stairs? <laughs> Electricity in the halls. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. I wasn't doing anything like Daddy Ali, though. No, that was... Um, I still, I, I'm still a little bit shocked. I'm a bit dazed by this. I um, It was just but a weird sh- Should we be shocked? Because this is not the first time we've seen Pochettino's Tottenham go away and fall behind in sort of a unfortunate manner after essentially playing with their food. Yeah, but I don't think team. I'll ever get used to it, Roger. I never, I, you know, when, when we go one nil down away from home, I always think we're going to lose, even now. And um, <laughs> and I, I, I just, it's just what I've been trained to think over the years. And, and now to see, it's just the confluence of a really good comeback and a ridiculous goal is just it's it's like it feels like I've been punched in the face a little bit, but in a really nice way. Maybe punched in the face with a particularly soft boxing. Yeah, I was going to punch in the face in a nice way. Is that 
Is that that's, that's his dominatrix cycle? Exactly. Right? <laughs> we talk about evil Raj. <laughs> <laughs> something dark there. Seb yeah. to be dominated in some sort of bath dungeon. Stamp up my bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse fifty I shades of grey. I'm actually in public as I shout that. Yeah, you're in the gym, mate. Maybe people are just thinking that's your your motivation while you're there. They might just think I'm on roids. It's all right. How full is the gym for a Saturday evening? Because I imagine it'd be quite empty, but now in London, it'll be full of people regardless. I'll tweet, uh, tweet a picture. There's a few, there's a few gym bros about, you know, on their gains. They'll just be do, they'll be doing uh, like a half an hour, pumping up of their biceps before they go out. They'll have their like going out clothes in the, in the thing, but they'll just want their themselves to look in peak condition before they hit all bar one in their rugby tops. Um, but. Let's let's talk about the game because that's what we're here to do, rather than laughing at the fact that Jack's in the gym. Um, the first half, Vertonghen's own goal and everything. Um, do you think that's something we we should be worried about? Because even though we know we went on to win, the fact that we didn't convert chances when we had them, uh, the fact that you know Crystal Palace weren't great, but they didn't seem too distressed by us. Da- Danny Rose was getting roasted time after time by Wilfred Zaha. It was almost it was awful, wasn't it? It, it? Zaha could have his own sort of, you know, like they used to do on Soccer AM, that showboating. He could have one of those just highlighting how many times he turned Danny Rose inside out. And it wasn't all Rose's fault because nobody was getting back to support him and he was left open so many times. It was... It wasn't pleasing to see. I think that might have actually been Deli Lee's fault, some of it, because he was playing on the left and, and he looked a tad bit tired and a little bit short in the first half. But w- were you were you genuinely worried in the first half, Seb, especially when they went down? Um, no, well, I wasn't as worried as I might be because I knew that Palace, even at 1-0, I know I've just said that I always expected to lose, but Palace are really low on confidence, so I, so I expected them to retreat behind the ball as soon as they scored. And it's, okay, it wasn't immediate, but that's kind of what happened. I mean, and... You know, once the second half began, they clearly decided they were going to try and protect everything, and it just allowed us to play a little bit more, which seemed to have a lot more space in the second half. And so, I don't know. I was, I, I kind of, as the game wore on, I felt that a goal was coming. I didn't think a three-one win was coming, but I thought that we might equalise at some point. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not really afraid of Palace. I just, I'm afraid of the idea of losing to Palace and having to tolerate the smugness that you know goes with a Pardew victory. Um, I hated was- the fact that after half an hour, they scored. What after half an hour? And just did fuck all until we equalised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the home team to do that, it's just... I get it, I understand. You know, people would say we're the bigger team, so on and so forth. But it's shit. There's some insight. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a, a moment in the second half where Vertonghen seemed to injure his knee. I'm not sure how he injured his knee, but he got elbowed in the face just before that. It was some sort of weird... Did, Conor Wickham managed to hit a pressure point uh, in his temple. Absolutely deliberate. It was um, no, I know the the elbow was deliberate, but what happened to his knee? I don't know. Well, if if you remember, there was a, like a couple of minutes earlier, he um, uh, he stretched to to clear a ball in our box. I think mm. he just might have overstretched. It was a couple of minutes before that happened. So, so you, I guess you don't think it's a serious one? I wouldn't hope so. Anyway, uh, I don't know. It's a knee, so I, I you know, I'll, I'll be basing that on fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have any history of his knee? It's all done. Uh, didn't he hurt his knee up at Liverpool a couple in the uh, the end of the show? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I wasn't sure about. If it was, uh, I don't. I don't think he's got any history of like cruciate or anything like that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know of anything like that. Hmm. Um. With the um, with the second half then, because it 
They didn't score straight away. The hurricane goal wasn't straight away. There was a lot of banging his heads against the the wall, and you know, the te- the the sort of the layer behind Kane was built up a lot of. There wasn't any natural width there. There was, you know, a lot of number tens essentially. With with even though Dali Ali can play deeper, even though Dembele did drop deeper in the end, and and Son is essentially a, a str- just a general attacker. You'd have him down as he could. He'd pretty much play anywhere across that front four. You'd imagine. Do you think there was a lack of natural width there, and do you think that's why when Chadley was brought on for Dyer that we opened up a little bit more because we actually threatened them in a fullback position? I think you've hit the nail on the head there, mate. Like we were we were totally congested. Second half, I thought Sun was pretty anonymous, really, if we're going to be honest. I wasn't overly impressed with uh, what he brought to the table. I get that he's still slotting into the team and so on and so forth, but uh, Ericsson's shot, in particular, I just want to go to that. that I oh, the, the, oh, I was up when that happened. I, I was, I was celebrating already. Do you mean erect or stood up? Stood up. <laughs> the technique was spectacular. Though. It was like, do you remember his free kick away at Sheffield United? It was like that, but he'd just done it sort of in open play. Yeah. I thought he'd had a good game as well. Ericsson. Yeah, he played very well. I, th- I think Kane had a decent game as well, to be honest. What was going on with it? I thought the defending for Kane's goal was absolutely appalling because he essentially just out-jumped a man that didn't bother to jump. Was it Damien Delaney? Uh, yeah, well, I, I actually I thought it was Scott Dan, but it, it might well have been. I didn't no, I think it. it was Delaney. Scott Dan actually had a reasonably good game. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't have the, the, best of, um, the, the best of streams, so um, I don't know. Every Palace player looked kind of the same to me. Okay. Can we take a moment to call out uh, Wilfred Saha's abysmal haircut? Oh, my goodness, yeah. It does you look shocking. To, you have to be a better player to wear your hair like that, I think, than he is. Although he did have I a good game. I think you have to live game. in the land of the blind to have a haircut like that, yeah. so, to be honest. I don't know, mate. You can do it like you, you can do that with your hair if you're Neymar, maybe. Or Come again. How are, are you saying Neymar's name? Neymar. That's not right. Well, I don't know. That's, I've never heard it pronounced that way in my life. I say Namir. Namir. <laughs> <laughs> Namir sounds like he's an imam somewhere. That's not. That's not right. Like he's in in four lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. I asked for a few questions on Twitter. Um, just Namir. just because we could. Not about Namir. Um, a Jim stylish right says, "Is Deli Ali's goal better than Bergkamp's versus Newcastle?" Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, uh, not just because of the obvious, but it is. It's, it's a much harder thing to do, clearly. But it's also because <laughs> he's Spurs, you know. I'll put it this way. When Dali Ali, I, I, I've just seen a vine yeah, of um, of that goal going in and of Matt Letizia clapping it in the Soccer Saturday studio. Debate closed. I'll tell you, there's another vine as well. So I've been high-fived by God that in that. Yeah. There's a good, there's a good uh, vine of it as well. If you catch the right angle, you can see Danny Rose in like the bottom left-hand corner, just turning as the ball hits the net, turning away from goal, just in total disbelief and total <laughs> shock. It's incredible. It's one of those things you try to do. I imagine there'll be kids in playgrounds trying to do it all week now. But it's one of those things you probably you know get a bit right, cocky like about. It. You you know it's one of those because there's like three or four different segments of skill required to do it, like trapping the ball. 
like seeing the defender coming, flicking over it. It's one of those maybe you'll get two or three right in. It's like you know when we play on FIFA Seb, and I'll inevitably I'll open up a really good opportunity, and then I'll whack the fuck yeah, really out of the ball. Yeah. yeah, and the yeah. fact that he didn't get overexcited by it, and the <laughs> fact that he managed to combine all those things at once was was remarkable. I mean, so Ali call- is better at football in real life than you are at FIFA. I think that's a conclusion we, we probably is, didn't That's actually either. true. That's that probably fair. That's harrowing. It is, it's not hard, though. Um, although saying that, Seb, you are, you are my FIFA Arsenal. I just can't. There's Seb's a, a bit of a 15-year-old virgin when it comes to FIFA. Oh, he's ridiculous. I can I like, With most people I play, it's like a decent <laughs> competition. Like It could go either way. Like Me and you, Jack, will have some good open games. Connor Kelly of the final third will play a bit and you know we'll have good open games when he when he isn't doing his five at the back ridiculousness that he occasionally does. But against Seb, there's a complete and utter mental block. I cannot do it. He, yeah, but you're the only person I have that kind of psychological hold over me. Everybody you, else I have good games with Seb, and beat I've me been, and I've yeah, Jack's twice. beat me loads of times. Been, no, no, I've beat you like twice. You usually trounce me. Well, okay, well then with, with Connor I have quite a few good games. He's beaten me a couple of times <laughs> and, and it's it, it, it's it's mental with you, Raj. You're Look, you're too far inside your own head. Uh, yeah, I genuinely can't. I, th- I think I outthink myself. There's yeah, like, you do, you there's do, several just... times where I just the only time where I think you I've rattled belief. you. The only time <laughs> I've rattled you is when we played um, Spain against India, and you only won seven <laughs> seven seven four against yeah, one stat. He threw me. That was that was the reverse of that. I just got inside my head. I couldn't. Yeah. Your players were so shit, but I couldn't tackle them. Who's <laughs> India's star player? Um, Chetri up front. Sing. Sing. No, it's not a sing. <laughs> Just because there's 10 players called sing. It's Chetri up front. Laura Barrage is that. No, there's um, there's a guy called Lobo in midfield who I've never heard of, but he's fantastic. And there's yeah, a couple so of other... There's a, there's a random Fernandez in there as well. Yeah, there's a random Fernandez in there who... Um, just inexplicably is is got the vision of Xavi, but like for some reason we we played India versus India and it was a bit anticlimactic because I think the fact that I wasn't the underdog sort of wore on my brain a bit too hard. But anyway, we've got more questions. None of them are about me and Seb using India on FIFA. Sadly, um, there should be more questions about you and Seb using India on FIFA. Let's <laughs> turn into a segment. <laughs> um, Caleb Nordgren um, says, "What do we call the new religion based on the worship of Delhi Ali?" Um, don't know. Don't know. Alianity. No, we'll, we'll have. We we'll need a few days for that one. I think. Yeah, we'll we'll think of it. We'll we'll think of it, and then we'll. I might if we come up with one, then we'll call it. Then we'll name the podcast after that. Um, Ricky Young says, "Where does that rank on your list of Spurs goals you've seen?" Have you ever seen a better Spurs? Danny Rose against Arsenal is it better than that? Uh, well, different. I, uh, different. Like Bale against Stoke was up there, uh, definitely. Um, Gascoigne, obviously. But Berbatov was it against Braga when he scored that incredible when he hit it on his chest? Like Huddlestone hit that crossfield ball. Did Berbatov kind of smash oh, it up just... on his chest and then volleyed it in? Yeah, that doesn't quite make my list, I don't think. But yeah, that was that was good. Gascoigne's free kick, obviously, because you can't. Although I just, I, I, I think the, that kind of, I think Ali's, Ali's type of goal is in a, a slightly different weight class to that. There's just so many different touches and so many moving parts. And I think it's easier to hit a set piece than it is, or hit, hit a dead ball than it is to do that in open play. Um, David Bentley's against Arsenal was pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, ruined by Almunia, but yeah. 
I'm just trying to think if there are any other goals that on the top of my head I can I can think of. There was one. I remember Tom Huddleston scored a few screamers. He scored that one. Um, his first one away at Manchester City on the half volley was ridiculous uh, about skill. Yeah. He scored one against Bolton at home in a one 0 win where he literally put it in the postage stamp. Oh, that that was the ketchup cannon properly. Isn't yeah. It? Full effect there. Uh, he scored a similar one against Arsenal on a three all where it sort of came out to him and he just literally put everything he had behind it and almost sort of gave Rafa van der Vaart a vasectomy en route to scoring. <laughs> Do you remember when he jumped yeah. over the ball? Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, if that yeah, hit him yeah, in his nuts, that. that was game over. I mean, I realize he got divorced from his wife after that, but still... There would have been no no bumping bellies anytime soon after that. Um, uh, they're all about Delia Lee. Is Joe uh, Patrick is Delia Lee a better version of Rafa van der Vaart? I, I don't know. See, I different, I was thinking different. about this. Like, I was used to say that like if Tom Huddlestone and Jermaine Jennings could have a love child, he would be like such a spectacular footballer. And Delia Ali almost feels a bit like that. But he's also got a peppering of Van der Vaart in there as well. Yeah, he's got that. He's got that look because Van der Vaart had that that a little bit of arrogance mixed with mixed mixed with petulance that sort of players who know they're a bit special have about them. And I like he has that because even like towards the end of this game, even though we're winning, there was a bit of a pushing and shoving, and Harry Kane got involved, and Delia Lee was in the middle of it. And the fact that he's not afraid to sort of stand up and. And have a bit of a you know bit of biff in there is is good to see because otherwise you you think that they're a bit soft centered and you can't accuse him of that whatsoever um, because he is such a he's such a needly little player which is lovely to see. Um, but I, I think um, I, I genuinely this isn't just a, a dig or a or popularist view or whatever, but I think the the associations that he will inevitably get and already has done with Steven Gerrard are something that he should run a million miles away from because I think he already already has a better brain than Steven Gerrard ever did. And, you know, Steven Gerrard was for a while a very good footballer, but he deteriorated incredibly quickly because he just couldn't sort of accept his physical attributes were running away from him and, and, and things like that. But if Delia Lee can sort of apply himself sort of with his head a bit better than, than Steven Gerrard ever did, then he'll be a, a much better player for it just because... Ger- Gerrard's kind of one of those players he was testament to what spirit and endeavour can get for you, right? He had that kind of drive and focus and energy that someone like 
Ronaldo or Bale has. Yeah, but it was almost near that ability, though. But it was almost um, counterproductive at points. It was like when it's almost like when you used to watch Ricky Hatton box against people who were better than him because he would go and sort of you know go against script he and sort straight of into a yeah, jab or he'd, a, yeah yeah he'd, he'd end up getting chinned because he'd just not thought about it when you know he'd he'd just got overexcited essentially again it's just like me playing FIFA um, there's no brain to it. Um, but you know, I, I think Ali, if he carries on on the trajectory, is will will become better. I'll try and find one that was. Think, I just wanted to put to you two quickly as well because I, I don't, I really don't want to get kind of ahead of myself. But you know, I'm going to embrace it this afternoon. The endorphins are starting to kick in a bit, so you know. Um, You've been on think, for a good five minutes now. Yeah, well, a brisk walk, you know, it sorts me out. What um, what setting have you got it on? Is it level like three, four? I've got it on. 6.5. And I'm incline? Walking, yeah, I'm walking on an incline at the moment. I'll jog when I've finished this, but I'm just warming up a bit. Yeah, we, we don't want you to hear you jogging on it because it'll sound like we're making a... <laughs> but he, people can call in and speak to you. Oh, hello. Hi, Jack. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm already nearly there, mate. <laughs> anyhow, Ali, do you think he has the potential to be that player for England that... Wayne Rooney's basically been for the past 10 years, not in terms of what he ends up achieving, but the one that becomes kind of the focal point of, yeah, the icon, the English press, the one that everyone kind of talks about. He may well do, but uh, is that a good thing? Do you think that'll sort of put too much pressure on him? Perhaps. Or do you think he's got that, I mean, we've said it before, but he, he seems impervious to pressure. He does. I guess everyone's got their limit. That's the problem. And I guess yeah, that's... Rooney seemed impervious to pressure for quite a long time as well. And then, you know, he, he became very English very quickly. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know whether he fits the profile of that sort of character because obviously Rooney came, came after Beckham and Beckham, Beckham was kind of an institution because of several different reasons. Rooney, Rooney was, I don't know, part of Rooney's status came from, from being a Premier League player at the age of 16. That's a little bit earlier than than Ali. I, I don't know. I just I, I don't think I, I don't think this country will ever make an icon out of a kind of a a technically gifted midfielder. As good as you can be, I, I don't think. I think a sort of even a Gerrard suits that a little bit better because Gerrard was a very back and forward type of player. You know, really typically English, um, built on power. I mean, he was capable, obviously, with um, he was a very gifted footballer, but he 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 was mainly about um, sort of the sort of the cut and thrust elements of the game. It's a real curveball for this for England, though, because I don't remember a player that kind of was as technically sound, but also athletically kind of tuned as Deli Ali is. Mm. It's yeah, it's I, I yeah, yeah. We could talk about Deli Ali for years, though. I think because uh, I mean, do you think he's one of those players, even though he's nineteen, even though he's just signed a new contract? Because Tottenham aren't the biggest club in the world and, and all that. And I don't want to, you know, even though we're all excited and everything, I don't want to bring it down too much. But do you think he's one of those where even at this stage we should sort of just be happy to be seeing him operate and sort of... 100%. If he goes, then um, we should just sort of uh, be be thankful he was there at some point. I do. I, I think he's marked for maybe City. I think he'll stay in the Premier League. But if someone like City came in for him in a couple of years and we're not doing, you know, what we maybe should be doing, 
But at the same time, you know. But will he be at Manchester City? Will he not just be another another star name in a in a sort of a star team? Do you not think, perhaps in a similar way to how Gerard, even though I said he shouldn't compare himself to Gerard, if I use him as an example now and sort of fly against what I've just said, or even Lampard in that similar sort of English midfielder way, do you not think being a a star name in a in a in a slightly um, less a team less filled with big names and stars would be a better thing for him, being part of that unit and sort of coming together. Because we've got so many players now who are who are eligible for England and and on the on the you know, cusp of playing for England that if they stick together and sort of replicate that for club and country together, would that not serve them better in the long run? I mean, I'm thinking about oh, Eric I mean, Dyer and Ellie yeah. specifically. They could they could quite happily transfer their Tottenham form into the Euros in the summer. It's true. It's something you often scold me for, actually, Seb, in that I perhaps undervalue where Spurs are going at the moment and the proposition that we're becoming. I don't scold you, mate. We talk about it. I don't discipline you for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sort of usually itching for a caning, but, you know, (laughs) alas, not yet. Are we back on Dominatrix talk? (laughs) With the new stadium coming... If we get Champions League this year, you know, the, the outlook for Spurs is, you know, it, I don't know, it's, it's an exciting time, but it can obviously all fall on its face as well. I think that's kind of, it's an, you can apply that to anything, but I don't know, I'm just enjoying it at the moment, really. I think that's the, the, the most salient point I can add to that. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that, that's the most valuable thing. Just enjoy it, man. Just, we've got players who can do things like today. Forget, you know, forget thinking about where it's all going to lead. It's just, you know, how long since we've sort of had a team which isn't, you know, in any way brittle and players who can do those kind of things. It's, it's, a, it's a great time. Yeah, um, like I said, it's it's probably one where we've just got to sort of be, be happy of, of where we are at the moment. If I look at some other questions as well... Um, I think we've answered most of them. Was Ali's the best goal since Gaza's against Arsenal? I think we've had another couple of, of great ones since then. That that Gareth Bale one against Stoke, because I think of what came later, probably is, is undervalued, because it was a little bit before he, he really got huge. But mm. sort of the athleticism to get his leg as high as he did and, and smash it in the way he did was... That was a ridiculous goal, that. Mm. Um, Lily White All, he doesn't have a real name. Um, says, is NASA better than Poch is giving him credit for? Seems to me he's fighting to get noticed. Um, I don't think no, he's, he's a good he's, impact player. He's a role player. Yeah, that's it. I don't, I don't think, I, I, as long as he's okay with his position in the squad, you know, he's... Um... Starting the Europa League, playing the Cups a bit, but, you know, in the, in the Premier League, there's there's obviously players who are ahead of him in the pecking order. Yeah, exactly. And there's, yeah. there's certain amount of teams. I mean, if we're playing, say, a... Uh, a relegation team at home or something and wanting to overload them and sort of overwhelm them with, with attacking talent, then he'll probably get a start in those sort of games. So he's obviously got a, a role there. I think we're, we're getting to the point with our squad now, especially with the questions we see asked to the podcast on a weekly basis, where we're almost uncomfortable with the amount of talent that we have. Because usually there's sort yeah. of, there's one or two positions where we're constantly wanting upgrading for and even though we need a new striker it's not that we're asking for an upgrade on Harry Kane it's just that we're asking for support for him yeah we we, we need we need somebody who can help him not run himself into the ground every week yeah whereas in every other position pretty much we, we we've got one or two players who could 
play there fairly sort of competently, which is a lovely thing to have and not something we've we've dealt with previously. Um, so I think it's sort of I, th- I think we're at the point now where almost as a fan base as well as a club we have to sort of shift our mindset on a little bit because I think we I think we may be in danger of almost being left behind by our own club a little bit, which may seem slightly dramatic, but I think it it's happening slowly and steadily that we're becoming a like like Jack just said, we're becoming a better proposition than maybe we're giving ourselves credit for. Um and I think there's a there's a natural pessimism there with being Tottenham fans because we've we've seen good things turn sour before, but this one it, it feels different or is that is that naive? No, I, I go with that. It's just it's hard to detach yourselves from from uh, previous. I mean, from 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 precedents essentially. So, you know, you don't have, um, like in my case, twenty five years of expecting the worst to happen, and then all, all of a sudden you you click into the kind of um, into perpetual optimism. It, it's it's the club deserve it, and you know, I think you kind of I think we've come back from losing positions or we or, or positions where we would have dropped points to claim them enough times now that the club is owed a little bit of faith but it, it just it's quite hard to 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 become attuned to that um it's a lovely problem to have don't get me wrong it's a great thing it's much better that way around than the other but um it's just it, it still feels a little alien to me it's a it's a great thing but still still a little weird it takes a bit of adjustment come on you Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that his uh is that his dying Sort of <laughs> scream on the treadmill. He's, he's what a way to go. The treadmill. He's face down. <laughs> that, 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 Leaking what's it dust. <laughs> um, every orifice just pounds yeah, what's it. Right, we'll, we'll finish on one last question then. Uh, it's a nice one, given that we've essentially spoken about nothing but Delia Lee for the most of the podcast. Uh, Greg Taylor. Um, Some love to, to to the save Hugo Lloris made. Um, he made a, a plenty of saves. I mean, if he was David De Gea, he would. Yeah, they made documentaries about. <laughs> exactly. Like we say, but like it's it's always the way, man. Like the amount of games that we win, and you can trace our winning moments back to something that Lloris has done like five minutes before. It's just ridiculous, and he never it never gets mentioned by anyone other than our own fans. But God, we um, we just what a privilege to have him in goal for us. That yeah. pass at the start was a bit ropey, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, I, I, I wrote, that, I wrote yeah. a piece about Hugo Lloris not long ago where I where I spoke about the, the only deficiency in his game is perhaps his distribution in his kicking. And I likened it to sort of discovering that you are soulmates with Miss World, but then finding out that she puts the milk in her tea in first and then <laughs> calling it off because of that. And it's it's a flaw you can live with. Yeah. Um, given the rest of what he offers you. It's it's a small price to pay for the rest of the package. I think um, the odd loose pass, I can I can live with it, knowing that you know, t- ten twenty minutes later he's probably gonna make a save that'll win you the match. That's um, it. Yeah. The odd fart. Yeah. Um, what do you call him? Uh, Mo- Moussa Dembele was was fantastic again. Um, I thought he was brilliant, really. Um, Release him. Kieran Trippier. <laughs> <laughs> I never want him to see him play for us again. Ever. Um, Kieran Trippier Good was. Lord, I um, someone could put a filter on me sometimes. I think a lot of people wish they could put a filter on me. It's called a mute button on Twitter, by the way, guys. Kieran Trippier, I thought, was very solid. I think, I think 
Crystal Palace are such a lopsided team that they, they concentrated so much of their efforts down Zaha's side that they almost neglected the opposite wing, which allowed Trippier a lot of room. And while Walker's a bit dodgy at the minute and a bit injured, uh, not dodgy in terms of form, but dodgy, in, I think he's injured at the minute, which is why he's in, in the squad. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's probably a, a nicer way of putting it. Um, while he's not fit, Trippier's really, you know, he's, he's coming into his own. His, his first few games were questionable. Um, he sort of looked like he was uh, having a bit of a, a bit of a task settling in, but he's um, he's kicked on recently. I mean, his deliveries are fantastic. I mean, it's almost with what Carl Walker offers you, which is a constant overlap and pace, and and he gets in behind, and he's almost like an auxiliary winger at time. The fact that Kieran Trippier, from probably about ten fifteen yards behind that, can offer almost the same attacking um, contribution, but just with fantastic deliveries, is is a good. Um, thing to have if we if we bring in a second striker who's got you know a bit of a an aerial presence about him then that'll be a fantastic little uh, duo to have on your hands but a, a quiet word for how how he's progressed I think would be uh, would be fitting yeah, that's very fair. but uh, the last question as I said um, is from Greg Taylor he said one word to describe Delia Lee's goal his choice is audacious said but what would you say uh, I go staggering because Audacious. The, the the problem the problem there, Greg, is that um, Premier League is a world of hyperbole, and words like audacious get used literally every week, um, and that's it. It dumbs them, and it, it it kind of dilutes what they really mean. But yeah, it was just uh, yeah, a staggering bit of skill, and amazing. It's the balance as well. It's it's because I, I think as he takes his first touch, I, I don't know which Palace player it was, but someone came charging through him. I think it may have, it may have even been Mile uh, Jedinak. And he still manages to keep his eye on the ball. He still manages to maintain his balance and just to, to, get, to generate that much his, his eye never leaves the ball for the entire movement. Mate, I, he I, I, he I, evades Yannak at the same time as keeping his eye on the ball and it, rolling him. You, anyone who's played the game knows how hard it is to hit a dropping ball with that much accuracy. And even, even when no one's around you, if, you, if you're just playing football with one friend and he's in goal and you're shooting at him, you try and do that and generate power and control at that level. And then add in a defender, Premier League defender. I mean, it's just mental. Crazy goal. Yeah. So, uh, Jack, what would your one word be? Jizzergeddon. Jizzergeddon. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. the end. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Jizzergeddon. Uh, I don't think I can top that, so I won't attempt to. Um, we'll probably have a normal podcast on during the week at some point, whoever we're playing next. And. We'll worry about that when the time comes, but we thought it would be prudent given how happy we were to sort of bottle the energy around the three of us at the, at the time being and sort of stick it in. Uh, so since August as well. <laughs> since August, yeah, we could. We could. It's it's an experiment it's not, that we not do the every most now and then. Regular feature, did it? But you know. No, but every now and then, when when the, I think it makes it more special when it does it's happen. Got utility, to, you know. Yeah, every now and then. Um, to do it, we we said it wasn't going to be a regular thing when we first tried. And we meant maybe like once a month. Yeah, not you know <laughs> twice a season. We'll, we'll try and do it again at some point. He says, what, like now your old hat said, this is this is the anal now. <laughs> that went to a weird place. Maybe no, because this is because no, because like. I think with anal you can do it like once a month, every now and then, which is what what Seb offers. Maybe this is like you know because it is specialised like a couple of times a year on your birthday or Christmas. Maybe it's like 
autoerotic asphyxiation or something like that. You know, one of those where you have to really build yourself up for it. It has to be something special. You have to, you know, you go into a hotel and you have to pack a belt with you. It's uh, it's pre, <laughs> it's premeditated. Yeah, pre-designated safe <laughs> <word>. <laughs> You know, either it's going to be the best thing ever or you're going to die. Um, it's it's one of those risky things. Um, I think we, I think. Do you reckon if we called it autoerotic asphyxiation, we could get away with that in the iTunes? I'm going to try it anyway. I'm, we'll see what happens. Have fun explaining that one to your mum as well, Seb. <laughs> what do you mean explaining? She's walked into his bedroom before now. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 she doesn't even know Extra Slice exists, so um, she'll just be on the regular podcast and she won't even know this ever happened. She won't listen to this one. You hope. tell if it exists. You hope. Oh, yeah. Um, right, anyway, if you want to listen to old episodes for any reason, it's on the website, rtrpod.com. Follow us on Twitter, rtr underscore pod. Um, there's nothing other than that that we talk about, really, is there? Send us questions and shit. We've got an email address and uh, the Twitter account on the website and everything links back to us and all that sort of business. Um, yeah, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.